team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! A very quick podcast intro today because there's a lot to get into. We caught up with Tom Jonas, former power skipper, who was very humble and very on-brand, very authentic. That's the person that he is. He was... Um, Pretty insightful about the uh, challenges he faced in 2023. Mm. Nick Maxwell, we spoke to as well, former Collingwood skipper, who he's seemed really a... impressed that I um, spoke about his post-grand final draw. <laughs> he's an impressive interview. guy, isn't he? Yeah. Nick Maxwell. All right, what do you got for us? Hurry up. Well, no, no. This was in regards to Tom Jonas made his debut on the same day as John Butcher. Yeah, the future. The future. And it got us thinking, John Butcher... That's a interesting last name. It's a mm, it's occupation. A prof- it's a profession. Mm. Yeah, and then we started with uh, other players in the AFL because yesterday we did the body part, so we thought we'd keep rolling with this. Oscar Baker, yep. Ryan Gardner, Dan Butler, Braden Cook, Charlie Constable, Oof, Zach Taylor, careful. Jeff Farmer, Robert Pyman. We end up in past players now, but Ellie we had Car- so many people Ellie text Carpenter. and get on. It was just good. saying Steve was- Hooker and Kyle Hooker, and they thought it was hilarious. And I'll be honest, so did I. <laughs> It was good fun, wasn't it? It was lots of fun. So if anyone's got any suggestions of where we might go next. Well, I think next week we do players who have a first name as their last name. A first name. Or two first names. Or two first names. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be the same thing. Yeah. Neil Craig style. Neil Craig. Because hmm. he could be Craig Neil. Or Craig David. David Craig. <laughs> David Jones. Jones David. Well, there you go. There's you know what I mean? In there. Yeah. Jason Regan. Regan Jason. Yeah, my, I don't, I don't work. Mine doesn't work. Mark Bickley, Bick Markley. <laughs> it's not the, not the same. Is there? A, has anyone ever been caught with their first name being Walsh? Walsh Jared? No. No. Okay, that doesn't no. work either. Mm. Anyway, they just thought we'd just keep that sort of different themes going. Have a bit of uh, bit of fun, bit of levity, just before the podcast starts. All right. Well, let's. Um, Jace, I'm trying to talk, <laughs> and you're in my ear. <laughs> I've got Jace in my ear talking and I don't understand well, anything that I'm saying. What he said was yep. Walsh Jared is a porn star. He Googled it quickly while you were uh, talking. Okay. Is it a male or a female porn See, star? See uh, Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Two minutes past six. Here we are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Mark Bickley, good morning to you. A couple of sleeps and it's grand final day. We are here, ready to go. Good morning. Good morning, Jared. Good morning to everyone that's tuning in. Rather light morning this morning, isn't it? The sun's up and out. It's uh, looking like it's going to be a beautiful day. So we're looking forward to today, Jared. I've been awake since four o'clock. Since four o'clock, I got a notification. Hold on. What do you mean? Oh, what do you want, a medal? No, I'm saying I'm up and about. Uh, I got a notification <laughs> on my phone, and yeah. it's time to do a really quick sports update. There's been a trade in the NBA. Jeez, it'd want to be good if you got a notification at 4 o'clock. This is one of the biggest trades over the past decade that really? has shocked the basketball community. So Damian Lillard, I know you've been following his yeah. career closely because oh. he plays for the... For the Portland Trailblazers, and he's going to the Milwaukee Bucks. He is. So I woke up this morning that Damian Lillard, Dame time. So he's a guy. Lily. 
Pardon? Lily. No, he was a cricketer. Um, <laughs> let's just use this example, right? So I'll try and mansplain it to you into kind of football yeah, terms. Please do. He's your one club player. So he's been at Portland from day one where they've struggled. They've gone through peaks. They've gone through troughs. And he stayed there and said, I am committed. I am staying. Yes. And then we wake up to the news this morning that he has been traded. He's out. He's gone. So he's gone to the Milwaukee Bucks, and um, there's a there's a handful of players that have been part of this trade. Um, Drew Holiday has gone from the Bucks to uh, the Blazers, and he's on a holiday himself. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. DeAndre Ayton De- from DeAndre DeAndre Ayton. Uh, what are you eating over there, DeAndre? <laughs> He's got an extra consonant in his first That's name. That's okay. Hey, it's he not a name thing. Name. He's <laughs> ended up going um, to Portland as well. Actually, is this? A, we're going to call about this already yes. this morning. Matt is this really is incredible. To talk about it. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Matt, you want to talk about this NBA trade first thing this morning? Go for it. Morning, fellas. Yeah, I was going to call up first thing when you said you wanted callers and actually mentioned it, but of course you jumped straight on it, Walshie, because you love your basketball. But yeah, mm. that's the first thing I read this morning. I was actually not too shocked because there's been Lillard to every Northern Hemisphere sports franchise room <laughs> every day, but the actual, like, the trade and the players to leave, um, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, because I think it's good for Milwaukee. I think him and Giannis will link up a bit better. Like His distribution will be great for Giannis. Holiday's a bit more of a scorer, but I think um, Aiton and Holiday to Portland is an excellent um, replacement. So what are, you, what are your thoughts, Walshie? Well, I think it's great for Milwaukee to get an offensive threat in Damian Lillard. However, they will need to probably change the way they play a little bit because um, Holiday wasn't as big a scorer as Lillard is. Uh, and Holiday's an incredible defender. So defensively, they are going to be short a little bit. It's good for um, Portland to get Holiday and DeAndre Ayton, who's one of the best big men. I'm interested in Bix's thoughts on this. Yeah, look, I, I'm always <laughs> against the, the one club player leaving his, his thing, but I, I think he does offer an offensive threat. Uh, I love what he brings culture-wise t- to the team, uh, and I think it's a good move. <laughs> I agree. I think it's a great move. Well done, Bix. You've um, done well there. You know Good spin job. Not only did he survive there, Matt. Hey, uh, hold the line, mate. Um, you're the first no, caller no, this no, morning. No, we are going to... Let me give him the prize no, first. No, no, I want to talk to Matt because Matt joined us outside the studio yesterday. I want to know where you are today. He's in your bedroom. Guess, well, I'm getting ready to leave. I was going to actually give you a call at the same time, like, sort of the same deal as yesterday. But I know I had my topic ready to go, but yeah, Walsh, you beat me to it. So yeah, no, good on you. I'm jumping yeah. in now. Yeah. Matt, call up any time. So so. Well, because you're moving around, you can um, have the Signet Boost Power Bank. That will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7. That's great. First thing in the morning, we're yeah, talking love, NBA. Now, yeah. I like that. Um, it, it's big for the NBA. Damien Lillard, he's right, was spoken about going everywhere. There were rumours that he was going to go to Port Adelaide in place of Tom Jonas as well next year. So has he been successful? Has he won a championship? Championship or is no. he chasing the championship? Yeah, he's just chasing, chasing the championship now. Are they a good team? The Milwaukee Bucks, they've got the big... One of the best in the East. Yeah, Giannis. The Greek freak? The Greek freak is there. So he's there playing with his brother, um, uh, Tanasis. <laughs> but his brother is it's a good basketballer, but he's not um, Giannis's standard, but he's kind of like the set of state knives. It's kind of like the yeah. John slash Danny Butcher deal at Port Adelaide <laughs> when they drafted him, John's brother. 
um, who was a good footballer, but they needed to keep the future happy. Mm, but don't worry. Um, John Butcher has something, has a roundabout connection to one of our guests that we're going to talk to today. There's a random tease. Who are we talking to today? Well, we'll just keep going. Keep re- Read your run sheet maybe and you might be able to work out who's on our show. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, a huge thanks to Morn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Um, Big Cities, grand final weekend. There's a lot to talk about because there's been discussions in regards to Callum Mills, whether he should be stripped of the Sydney captaincy. We'll talk about that with Elephant in the Room. We found out yesterday and we were discussing the possibility of Billy Frampton being a grand final player, and that has been confirmed. So um, Craig McRae came out yesterday and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable to, to say to the footy world that uh, Billy Frampton will play. Wow. wow. And um, wow. gets an opportunity to come in. And, yeah, I told him yesterday afternoon. And, oh. um, yeah, we, we, we're excited for what Bill can do for us. He can play forward for us um, when need be. And he can go down back and play on, you know, you know the locks of Danaher and others. And, yeah. um, and he can play second ruck. So he gets good flexibility in, in, in the team. So um, exciting for the young lad. Had a couple of thoughts about this yesterday. I thought, wow, that's really early to be naming a player that's going to be in the team. But I guess as Craig McRae just did then, that good on him. Like, he's going mm. to play. There's no need to be secretive about it. Yeah, well, and um, he told him yesterday. So guess what? You know, Bill's already talking to, you know, family and friends mm. and getting people over and all that. There's not many secrets in the AFL. They would have watched him train. He played in the A team in their sort of inter, you know, like match Sim stuff and did pretty well, so it must have been pretty obvious. I'm sure Brisbane would have known that. Footy's bizarre how it works, isn't it, Bix? I mean, he was a much maligned player at Port Adelaide. He got into trouble pretty early when he came over and played for Adelaide. He got into a scuffle, I think, with Kyle Hardigan maybe um, early Mm -hmm. on, and then um, he made his way to Collingwood. We started the season really well at Collingwood. Well, the one thing I've really admired about Bill, like, He's at Port Adelaide for five years, I reckon, five or six years at Port and really wasn't able to establish himself. He came to Adelaide, started like a rocket and then sort of fell out of favour. But the one thing he did, when he went back to the Sample, he just kept plugging away, improving his game, getting better and better. He was the best defender in the Sample. And that's why, um, and I think he came into Adelaide's team a couple of times late, but Collingwood recognised that and they recognised his flexibility of the positions he could play forward back and as a second ruck and... Collingwood was super confident in him. They offered him a three-year deal. He wasn't getting a game at Adelaide, who had been the bottom team for a little while, and they offered him three years. So that's how clear they were in their mind that he was going to be an important player for him, for them. And full credit to their recruiting. They went and they targeted Dan McStay, and he kicked some crucial goals in the first two finals yep. in low-scoring games. It was exactly what they needed. And now they've with the, the sort of foresight they had as him being that flexible player who could – Fill in a gap if needed. That's exactly what's happened on the biggest weekend of, of footy in this this game. We have a big show today, Mark Bickley. We are going to be joined by Collingwood Premiership captain in Nick Maxwell. Also, uh, former Port Adelaide captain Tom Jonas will join us today. That's where the connection might be with John Butcher. Oh, because I was thinking we were speaking to someone who had an occupation as their surname. No. Well, John Butcher does. Yeah, like... Um, Barry Accountant. No, there's others. There, there's others that have names. Surely, yeah. Who would it be? Rebecca Lawyer. Stephen Baker. There you go, Stephen Baker. <laughs> um, Look, we did body parts yesterday. Nick Construction Worker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
We've got prizes as well. Next, we have a big prize that we want to share with you. And also, alongside Golf Box, home of the biggest range of golf's best brands, we have a prize. It's called uh, Hole in One Thursday. And speaking of one, apart from Matt, who I kind of solely stunned with some NBA chat, we like to do something every morning, which is this. Hello. Ah! Hello. Okay, so this is... You ring, you win. It's as simple as that. If you are our first caller of the day, and we'll put an asterisk next to that and say second caller of the day because <laughs> I've already today, spoken yeah. to Matt. If you call right now, one 736 you will win amazing golf box prize pack, including a tailor-made cap divot tool, a box of TP5 golf balls, Golf Box Australia's greatest golf superstore, best brands in the biggest range. Shop at golfbox.com.au today. You have to get on the air, talk about anything, talk about grand final day, your tip, your nomination for the Norm Smith medal, what you're doing on grand final day. Ask Mark Bickley a question about grand finals, anything. You ring, you win, one 736 736 and we will take your calls after this. We are going for a top of 25 degrees today. It's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power, big footy final sale now on. Get into your locally independently owned tire power today. Montem Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Just on the 6.30 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Going to be a big day, a huge weekend on SEN2. The run home with Kimbo in the Roach from 3 p.m. We are currently in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Hey, Bix, we were talking about sporting omens before. Yes. Did you want a on this day in sport, uh, thanks to Burbank Homes, inspiring designs and personal service? Yes, please. On this day in sport. It's been a big week for on this days in sport too because we had the... September must be a big month. Well, the Crows winning in uh, 1998. We also had the uh, Australia Cup. Um. Not the Australia Cup. America's Cup. America's Cup that the yeah. Australia... Won, 1983. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking of football with the Australia Cup. Um, on this day in sport, in 2002, the Brisbane Lions claimed back-to-back AFL premierships, defeating Collingwood by nine points at the MCG. Mm. Nathan Buckley, Norm Smith medalist. Yep. Joining Gary Ablett Sr., Maurice Rioli as a player having won the medal in a losing team. Over 91,000 were in attendance so Michael Voss and Lee Matthews lifting the Premiership Cup and completing their title defence. So how about that? Only 91,000. And we've had, I reckon, three finals already with more than that, mm. haven't we? Like the uh, the semi and then, or two semis and a prelim. Pre- 97 there, the, the prelim, which was massive. Phenomenal. Burbank Homes uh, being inspired by their flexible floor pans, plans and uh, personal service. It would have been quite funny if... Michael Voss was the one presenting the Premiership Cup to <laughs> Brisbane if they won on the weekend. And who's going to do it? If, if Brisbane are successful, who, yes. who's it going to be? Lee Matthews. Lethal Lee Matthews. And for Collingwood? Well, this could be big because Peter Moore could present it to Darcy Moore. How, that, how special would that be? What a family that is. Like, talk about the CV. Peter Moore, what did he win? Two Brownlow medals. Um, and in now potentially his son, Darcy, could become a premiership captain. And uh, he's just an outstanding young man too, isn't he? He made a great speech again 
at the Brownlow medal. So um, anyway, that's uh, something to look out for. We will talk about the Premiership Cup and who's going to be holding it from the Brisbane Lions if they win after the news with our footy shorts, Loop Logics, the Swiss Army Knife of Construction Management. Best with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 247 on SENSA Breakfast, 25 degrees today. You can tell it's grand final weekend. Mark Bickley's in studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And our text line is going off this morning, 0427-154-166. All we want from you is your suggestion of who's going to win the AFL Grand Final, the margin that they'll win by, and the Norm Smith medalist. If you are closest on Tuesday morning, we'll be able to call you back and tell you that you've won a night stay, overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room at Hotel Grand Chancellor. Kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor's exclusive SEN free extras deal. Book direct for the win. Bix, we've got a couple more. Yeah, chuck your name on it too. Um, this one doesn't have a name, but it says Brisbane by 13 points and the Scottish suitcase for the Norm Smith medal, Hugh McCluggage. Um, <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> uh, morning Stooges, Brisbane be far too strong for the fake magpies because they will wilt in the warm weather. Devon Robinson, B-O-G. Might get the... Guernsey ripped off again, maybe. We were having a couple more, well, we mate. Started... We might as well. Normally, do we do this on the podcast, right? So yeah. yesterday, if you haven't listened to our podcast yesterday, <laughs> got a bit silly, didn't at we? the start of the podcast, we were talking about um, players with body parts as surnames because we spoke to Luke Ball. <laughs> and then it went to Travis Head. And then it was, yeah, it was yep. lots of them. Uh, but Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> today, uh, we were just referencing John Butcher. Because yes. he has something in common with Tom Jonas, who we're going to speak to later today. Mm. And then it made us think about Oscar Baker, Dan Butler. These are good, yeah. Ryan Gardner. I've got one for you too. Yeah. Liam Stocker. Because they stock shelves. Oh, yeah, okay. No, but if you look at the Google definition of a stocker, yeah. a stocker is responsible for all product inventory in a store or warehouse. It's Fair their enough, job to make sure that the consumers can easily search. And I'm happy basically, to, they're a shelf filler. I'm hope, happy to go with that. Mm. That was my first job, by the way, uh, a stocker. Okay. Well, you had you somehow found a way to bring it back to you. <laughs> no, not filler. I was work, used to work at Woolworths on a Thursday night. But okay. anyway, uh, if, you, if there's any more that we've missed, so we've got Butcher, Baker, Gardner, Butler. There's others, I'm sure. Uh, please let us know. The NBL starts tonight, which is huge. It's the throwdown in Melbourne with uh, United taking on the Phoenix. And if you haven't signed up for um, Supercoach yet, please do that. Your chance to win. NBL experience is worth over $10,000 and an extra two and a half grand too. Head to iCanWin.com.au for more details. Uh, the entry's closed today for that. Mm. Braden Cook just jumped into my mind. <laughs> I reckon we've lost you for the whole show. I'm, I'm, the I'm whole show. Now. So you need to straighten up now okay, because right. we need a sports update and then we need to get into our footy shorts. So uh, tell us about sport, Mark. Yeah, okay, yeah. Come back, King Glenn Maxwell. Saw a bit of this on TV last night. Made a stunning return to competitive cricket, spinning Australia to a drought-breaking 66-run win over India in the third one-day international uh, after missing more than six months of international cricket due to a flare-up with his previously broken leg and the birth of his son, Maxwell marked his return by capturing a career best four for 40 to help restrict India to 286 in reply to Australia's massive seven 
for 352. So they snapped their five-match losing streak and gave their World Cup preparations a much-needed confidence boost while denying India a three-love series sweep. Mitch Marsh, 96. Steve Smith, 74. Both batted superbly. Uh, it was a really hot afternoon. They both suffered through the heat and humidity. And Manus Labuschagne also uh, scored 72, which boosted his chances of a last-minute World Cup call-up. <laughs> Get a text. Taylor Dog Walker. <laughs> I'm not passing that. No. Why? <laughs> uh, the Adelaide 36ers season gets underway tomorrow with the team travelling to Brisbane to take on the Bullets. The 36ers will then return home for their first home game of the year on Sunday to take on competition favourites, Melbourne United. It's going to be a tough start to the season for the 36ers. He's going to fly to Perth next Friday for the third match of the season before hosting current champion Sydney on Sunday, October 8th in their second home game of the year. That is a pretty tough start to the year, isn't it? Particularly when their form hasn't been great through the And they've already lost one of their players before the season's even started, the Adelaide 36ers. But make sure you get there on Sunday. It's an afternoon game. It's perfect for the family too, so you can go and check them out playing uh, Melbourne United. Uh, Our footy shorts now, Mark Bickley. Loop Logic's the Swiss Army knife of construction management. You were talking about um, Harris Andrews before and what he was saying about the Premiership Cup. Let's have a listen to uh, when he was questioned about that because it's either him or Lockie. Well, Lockie now, their co-captain. So someone raised the question about, well, who's going to lift the cup up with the coach? And this is what he had to say. Uh, yeah, if, uh, if we're lucky enough to win the game, yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah something that we've sort of talked about throughout the year, handing little responsibilities as you do as co-captains. And um, yeah, he's been very uh, selfish in, in the way that he's allowed me the opportunity and yeah, it's been uh, been fantastic to have that partnership with him. So what's he saying? What, as Lockie Neal said, it's all yours, Lockie mate. Lockie Neal said, you go lift the cup up if and when we win, uh, you go with the coach, uh, Chris Fagan, and you can have that honour. That, that's rather magnanimous of him. 0427154166, the text line, Wendell Saylor. There's another athlete. It's now it's gone out <laughs> yeah, to athletes yeah, with yeah, occupations. Yeah, broaden it. We've done the AFL. Wendell Saylor. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's others. And that this also can... Like, we can cast the net wide to a smith because of a blacksmith. So Smith almost works in there. No, let, let's get let's, – let's stay serious. Right. The noun right is defined as a worker skilled in the manufacture, especially of wooden objects. So Matthew Wright. Mm, okay. I prefer if they were sort of mainstream occupations. Oh, I didn't realise you got to make the rules on this stupid <laughs> well, game. Well, I started the game so I can make the rules. That's how it works, isn't it? What do you got, mate? <laughs> Let's do some footy shorts. <laughs> Two-time Brownlow medalist Peter Moore will present the Premiership Cup to his son Darcy if Collingwood wins Saturday's AFL Grand Final. Lee Matthews has the honour for Brisbane. Now, he coached them from 2001 to 2003, and he's going to be up on the day as should the Bears salute. I think I've seen enough of the MCG. Just don't understand <laughs> me, but that, that's sensational. It's a lovely honour that the club nominated me to be their representative to present the cup. I think Peter Moore's doing it for Collingwood, is my understanding, if Collingwood wins. So, yeah, that would be a great honour. I hope I get my hands on the cup at the end of the game, Ed. Mate, what do you got? I, I said the Bears, by the way. That's the Lions, it should be. When I said, should the Bears salute, it's the Lions. Old, oh. hab- old habits die hard, clearly. Brisbane Bears, not sure they're going to salute. No, no, it's quite recent in the <laughs> mid-1990s once they changed their name. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Uh, the Cup presenters, the Geelong Premiership coach Mark Thompson has been confirmed to present the Jock McHale medal to the winning coach and West Coast and Carlton great Chris Judd will present the Norm Smith medal 
to the players' voted best of field. Uh, our AFL finals update, <laughs> thanks to Exerbia, South Australia's premier outdoor retailer. Um, what, what now? What are you laughing at? What else did I get wrong? <laughs> no, we... Okay, don't look at anything. Um, we're going to come back with Elephant in the room, but we got a text, which is 0427154166. Jobs is occupation. Someone text in Steve Hooker. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's 16 to 7. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Ten minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast. We're in studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Shout-out to Mourn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide going to be joined by Collingwood Premiership skipper Nick Maxwell before the end of the show. And speaking of captains, former Port Adelaide captain Tom Jonas will join us to talk about um, his thoughts of the conclusion of not just his AFL journey, but also uh, where he's at and what he's going to be focusing on uh, life after football. Will that continue back in the Sandville? We're not really sure, Mark Bickley. So we'll be able to ask uh, Jonah that. Um, What we like to do every Thursday is ask the tough questions. Thanks to Ray White North Adelaide Real Estate team sport with this I'm just the elephant in the room Mark Bickley, Elephant in the Room is where we cover some stuff that need to be covered, almost have the final say on some certain things as well. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and I need your I need your hard-hitting opinion, all right? Sure. You're not allowed to be a splinter bottom. No, no get off the fence. No sitting on the fence. No pickets. So Port Adelaide this week had announced the departure of Nathan Bassett from their coaching staff. It's been the eight years, was it, that you said yes. yesterday? A long mm-hmm. time. Um, there's a, a vacancy now for uh, Ken Hinckley to have someone step in as a coach. I heard yesterday, actually, uh, Kimbo and The Root, you can listen to the guys from 3 o'clock, the discussion was about potentially Corey Enright making his way to Alberton. Um I know, uh, after paying close attention to it this year, that Andrew McQualter is loved by Ross Lyon. So it could be McQualter to St Kilda, mm. Corey Enright to Port Adelaide. And, of course, Enright and Hinkley have a very strong association through their time at Geelong. Remember, Geelong yes. was where Ken Hinkley sort of started his career. Yeah, so where's your head at with this? And do you think this is going to be the only change that Port Adelaide will make? I think it's most likely the only change Port Adelaide will make because if you generally when you announce the changes, like the listings, you do them all at once. Um, so there's, yeah, who knows? There might be more. They might be waiting to talk. There might be coaches that are involved in the teams that are still playing that they might be want to talk to before they make any other decisions. But it's a really tough time for assistant coaches, but that would, wouldn't surprise me. The other thing about Ross Lyon, Ross Lyon's quite... Um, Demanding is probably a good word. Uh, has a history of having a high turnover of assistant coaches. So wouldn't surprise me if some of the coaches that were there when he arrived um, 
you know, after a year, he tries to get some, some of his own people in, basically. Let's keep talking about the coaches uh, because there was also a text that has come through then on 0427154166 that says, with James Riley almost certain to return to Geelong as the senior assistant. So um, Kimbo on the Roots yesterday suggested that Chris Scott was in town. He was, yeah. Potentially he... talking to Scott Lysette. That was what um, Kimbo on the Roots were having a chat about. Mm. Um who should the Crows look at as a replacement if James Riley was set to leave? Would love them to reach out to Travis Boak. That's if he's not playing. I think Travis Boak's going to be playing for Port Adelaide next yeah, year. Yeah, and, and it's a big step to go from being a player straight into being a line coach. Generally, mm. there's a sort of a little bit of a build-up period. I think if it was me and I was at the Adelaide Footy Club, James Riley is very highly regarded. Uh, won the assistant coach of the year this year for the Coach Association. I'd be looking at players or coaches that have had senior coaching experience. So Andrew McWalter is one, Ben Rutten's another, Stuart Jew's another. Yep. There are some excellent, excellent uh, coaches out there that have sat in the big chair. And what we've seen with a couple of the you know, teams like Collingwood, for example, they've got Justin Lepich and Brendan Bolton sitting up in the coach's box while Craig McRae is doing his thing down on the bench. Both those guys have coached for multiple seasons got a really good understanding of what it's like. And I just feel like that provides Craig McRae the flexibility that if he does want to be down on the bench and doing his thing with the players and staying connected with them, you've got this sort of great trust up in the box. So we've seen Matthew Nix a couple of times come down on the bench. So I feel like the more experience you can have in the box, and they've got you know, Scott Burns, they've got Michael Godden, who's up there um, all the time, you know, amongst others, Nathan Van Burlow. So they've got some. But the more experience you have, I think it's the better. Good timing. You got in just in time. This is Elephant in the Room. Ray White, North Adelaide, supporting local charities and sports clubs because real estate's a team sport. Mark Bickley, we need to talk about Callum Mills. We had a brief chat about it yesterday. It turns out that his injury might be a little bit more severe than a couple of weeks where we almost scoffed at the suggestion yesterday. He's in doubt for round one. Um, this is Mitch Cleary talking about the injury. A wrestle, Mills lands awkwardly, ruptures his rotator cuff in his shoulder. Now, this is a, a six-to-plus-month injury. The word out of the Swans right now is that he'll miss at least the first six weeks of 2024 after this wrestling incident. A lot of people at the Swans didn't know this about this for some days. Callum Mills didn't feel a lot of pain in the shoulder for a couple of days, but he's had the surgery. Now watch on how he gets back for the start of next year. But the Swans are fearing he'll miss the first six weeks at least and potentially the first half of 2024. So the first six weeks, well, let's, then let's potentially go... the first half. So six immediately goes into 12. Well, let's just do the math on this. He said six months. So it's, let's say he did it in September. September. Let's call it the start of October. Yep. So it's all of October, all of November, all of December, all of January, all of February, and all of March. Now, the first game is the 22nd of yep, March. So he misses he two, maybe. So there's six months, and he misses one game if he misses six months. Yep. So if he's going to miss the first six games, that's another month and a half. Or well, it's another month, at least. So that's seven months. If he misses the first half of the season, that's another three months. That would be nine months. That is a like that's ACL territory. Yeah, but I, I, I've heard of blokes having full shoulder reconstructions and being back. Generally, it's about six months. So it's a little bit of sensationalism. Well, once again, who knows how quick he's going to recover? Who, who knows what it's like? But and um, Bix, I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of who knows with this whole thing, right? So we had a brief chat about it yesterday about whether players should 
be um, sanctioned or whether they should be going out and enjoying themselves when they're not playing football. I think we need to chuck in a nomination for pull up your socks here. All day comfort, all day socks by Underworks. Have a listen to this conversation. You can cop football injuries that'll put you out for that long, but it's hard to remember something so serious from something so stupid from a captain of a footy club. From being a captain of a footy club, he's going to turn 27 next year, Ed. I, I, I can't believe it. I can only imagine John Longmire's reaction to it. That He's got a player who got through a season of home and away footy on the first social occasion once it's concluded, he's now put himself out of the action, quite possibly for a massive chunk of the very next season. I, I look, I think it questions or brings into question his, his captaincy. Hold on a sec. His captaincy! <laughs> Damien Barrett has suggested that the Sydney Swans should remove the captaincy from Callum Mills for being wrestled and landing awkwardly. Mm. And um, coincidentally, he's shoulder popped out or whatever happened. Mm. Captain, gone. See you, mate. Yeah, I'm a different opinion. So I know Damien can have his opinion and that's fine. And a lot of people would agree with Damien, but it's a freak accident. Do you think Callum Mills wants to be missing and wants to have a shoulder injury that's going to cause him nine months? Do you think a lot of people would agree with that? I I think there are some. That would agree with that. I think Matty Lloyd ended up agreeing with it. I, I saw Kane Corns said that, that that's not unreasonable to think that they would look at taking the captaincy off him. I don't agree with that. In fact, I'm at, I'm at the other end of the continuum because I just think people have to live and sometimes accidents happen. Now, was it stupid? Yes. Is he going to pay a big price? Yes, he is. And, and that's going to be on him. But did he mean to do it? You know, like he could wrestle 50 times and have no issue. Um, and it's just, it's it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know, it's like uh, a lot of things that we do, There there's, is some risk involved. And now I don't think he went out and said, you know what, I'm going to have a really cracking night tonight. I'm going to have half a dozen beers. And at some stage I might wrestle someone and have a fight and then and take my chances, at, you know, on getting injured. It, it would have been a spur of the moment thing. Who knows the circumstances? Did someone come and mess around and grab him? Did he initiate it? Nobody knows that. And, and it's just a couple of young blokes having a night out that probably happens all around the country. And this has just turned sort of ended poorly. Well, I'm going to throw the pull up your socks to Damien Barrett and Matthew Lloyd. Um, everyday style, all day socks by Underworks. And let me give you this example here, Bix, of um, throwing away the captaincy or having it removed from Callum Mills. In 2015... Then captain of Hawthorne, Luke Hodge, was caught driving with a blood alcohol reading of 0.068. He got a $450 fine, loss of 10 demerit points, played in the finals. Leadership group had fined him $5,000. He was free to play in the qualifying final. That, for me, is a remove your captaincy, not I was tackled having a drink with a mate. Not playing football. Six months before the season yeah, starts. Yeah, I think they're two very different things. And if we're going to be removing captaincies, I think you'd probably look at that one where everybody was saying Luke Hodge probably shouldn't have played in that game mm. to Callum Mills doing that. Yep, that's a, it's a nice example. And once again, it's uh, it would have been interesting if it had been Luke Hodge, you know, the good guy, you know, like or Trent Cotchin or someone like that. Callum Mills, it, it, you know, he's a, he's a bit removed. He's in Sydney. Uh, you know, not not someone that you're going to bump into in you know in sort of later in life. I think there's the good bloke factor that co- sometimes comes into it, and yeah, potentially the some of the players that have 
not in Melbourne that don't have those relationships mm. with some of the media personalities, maybe it's easier to them to, to come down a bit heavily, more heavily on them. I think that was a good elephant in the room, Mark Bickley. Ray White, North Adelaide, real estate to team sport. It has been a big hour too. Do not forget our text line is 0427-154-166. We are looking for your tip on who's going to win the grand final and by what margin and who your Norm Smith medalist is. If you are correct or get closest to, you will win overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room at Hotel Grand Chancellor. Um, their exclusive SEN free extras deal. You can book direct for the win, but you just need to text and you go straight into the running. Mm. We announce it on Tuesday morning. Nick Maxwell still to come and Tom Jonas too. And of course, your calls on SENSA. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Studio Lumo is where we are powered by Lumo Energy SA. Have a listen on the app. You can have a look right inside Studio Lumo. Uh, Mark Bickley is up and about today. Thanks to Tire Power, Tire Safety Experts, this final series, because he off the cuff suggested that we looked for athletes or footballers who had occupations as surnames and the text are flying in big. So give us a couple more. We're going to drip feed them through the rest of the show today. What do you got? We started with, it started having a discussion around John Butcher. Yes. And then we said, well, what about Butcher? What about Oscar Baker and Ryan Gardner? Then it was Dan Butler. Then it became Braden Cook. Now we've moved into, or we had Charlie Constable. Brad Shepard. <laughs> Zach Taylor. Yes. Uh, from the Crows. And then we went a little bit, sort of back a little bit in time. We had Jeff and Polly Farmer. Yep. Uh, Sam Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pyman. Sam Draper. Yeah, Draper. Then we started Lockie to go. Hunter. Lockie Hunter. <laughs> we had to go to some other sports. We got Charlie Constable. Oh, yes. sorry. Uh, Ellie Carpenter. Yeah. Came, came that was it. a good one. Yeah. Um, and there's a few others there, but so we had a bit of fun with that. So keep them coming in if you want, um, because that was a bit of fun. Oh, no, we've got to keep it. We, and even if you make one up, we'll probably read it out. Let's That's okay. Get down, let's get down, Heading into this weekend, Mark Bickley, as we said uh, a little while ago, is this is the first time that two teams in the AFL era have met uh, three times Yes. Um, in an AFL grand final. So Brisbane and Collingwood. Uh, there's a few omens going around uh, leaning towards the Brisbane Lions. Before we get your tip and a bit of uh, a preview of the game, we've been getting your insights into grand final experience this week because you held up the cup twice for the Adelaide Crows in 97-98. It was uh, and on this day where uh, it was yesterday or the day before, I think it was Tuesday where it was uh, exactly on that day mm. where the Crows won in 1998. Um, a question we had on the text line, 0427-154-166, was even though it's part of the day, what's it like waiting for the national anthem to finish? That's from Dracos. So you're standing there with your teammates waiting mm. for the anthem to finish, whether you're in the Power Ranger stance or not. What's it like? <laughs> um, I always look forward to the national anthem. I, once again, I'm not overly patriotic, but it's just such a tradition and, and for me, the, you know, one of the highlights of going to the grand final, I've been fortunate enough to do it a number of times, is that sort of the last bar of the national anthem and you get, you get every supporter there roaring because it signifies we're about to start the game. That yeah. roar is as loud as any roar you'll get for the whole day. So it's just, it's a, whatever it is, 90 seconds of just collecting your thoughts. It's, you're sort of thinking of the, you're listening to the song, but you're also thinking about what's going to happen. You know, we're about to 
you know, it's hard for your mind not to wander into what's going to happen to the game and how it's going to unfold. And then you're waiting for that roar. And then once that happens, I think at the time we used to just run straight over to toss the coin and then you go back and you talk to the player. So it just, it's that last moment, the huge roar, and then the signifier were about to crack in. But I just thought it was a nice little time just to collect yourself and take a few deep breaths. And it was the calm before the storm. So I didn't, I didn't mind the national anthem. I thought it was a nice thing. We've got some more questions for you in a moment, though. one three hundred seven three six seven three six in Port Augusta. Morning to you, John. Yeah, morning, Walshie. Bits. Hey, uh, Bits, I'm down in Adelaide in a few weeks. Can I get you to sign your magnificent autobiography or biography that Trevor Gill did on you, if I could, please? Yes. Drop it in and of course you can. Sign it. Why don't you come in and say, say good day to us here in... Uh, <laughs> I might energy. just do that. Yeah, I know. I might just do that so you can, so you might can put a face to my He'll probably charge you 50 bucks to sign it, though, John, so just be careful. No, just the, price, the price has come down a bit recently. <laughs> no, fair enough. I've read a colour times. It's a good little read. Thank you. I've read a colour times. I've bought a colour times. <laughs> no, it's a good read. In fairness, it's a good read. It's a good little insight. But um, on... Um, on the good bloke situation, yep. yeah, I mean, um, Robbo, Robbo plays his favourites on AFL 360. And since anybody goes on there as a bit of a regular, they get these surprise, surprise, they get these top 50 footballers of the year and all the rest. How do you bloke see that? Yeah, it's always the case. I think I think there's uh, some opportunities, you know, like transformations that take place. Toby Green's been transformed this year. He's a media darling now, yeah, where he, he once was the uh, not the media darling. Where you know when he made contact with an umpire, there were people who wanted to throw the book at him. But he's sort of uh, changed his sort of the way that people view him. And and I think you know Trent Cotchin's another one who's had a misdemeanors that have come before the tribunal, and most people were you know are prepared to say oh, he's a he's a ripping fella. He wouldn't do anything wrong. Um, and so, yeah, I think there is that, depending on who you are, what's your profile. There's just different ways that, that different um, instances get looked at. And I guess Maynard's probably at the other end of the scale where if you're not a Collingwood supporter, you look at him and you think, gee whiz, he plays on the edge and he's a, he can be a bit brash and divisive and uh, aggressive and, and probably doesn't get too many sort of favourites. So Jeez, think I saw a great tweet last night. I thought of you, Mark Bickley, because thank you for that, John. There was a... Um uh, an article that was released yesterday from uh, Braden Maynard just discussing uh, how he was feeling uh, about the Brayshaw hit. And the headline said, I just kept thinking, what if I missed three matches? Mm. So uh, Jay Clark wrote the article. Braden Maynard goes inside 120 hours of agony, the fears, the lack of sleep, the moment he looked at Brayshaw. And at times he broke down. And then the response was, what if I miss three matches? Seems fairly insignificant to the what if I never play again and develop CTE that Brayshaw might be thinking. So it's, um, it's quite interesting how um, everyone now just focuses on Braden Maynard for the, the good bloke factor. So thank you for that, John. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 We'll go to Andrew in Glengowry. Good morning to you, Andrew. Hi, guys. How are you going? Yeah, well, what do you got for us today? Uh, the names of the singing Kale Hooker. Kale Hooker, yeah, played oh, with... Uh, played with... <laughs> Andrew loves it. Andrew's, Andrew's really happy with this. <laughs> yeah, well, we left ourselves open for that one. We had a couple more. Um, this is uh, Captain Blood, uh, Jack Dyer, Shane Brewer, Jeremy Shane, Irons. Shane Brewer. Glenn Archer, John Ironmonger. 
So there's some really good ones here, right? Johnny Ironmonger. Uh, um, I like that. We had another text saying, Bix, uh, this is from Brett, being an AFL grand final winner, do you get free grand final tickets for the rest of your life? No, you don't. I'm very fortunate, though. I'm an AFL life member. So if you play a total of 300 games, which includes state games, night games, preseason games, you uh, you become a – or you get uh, – Life membership bestowed upon you. I think I played 312 when you added in all those other ones, 272 home and away. And then there was about 25 or 30 night games, seven state games and three international rules games. I think we're all added in there. So yeah, that you get that. If you're also, so, so people that are inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame, if they haven't qualified as life members, they also get that same privilege. Two, you get two tickets to every game of footy. Uh, we've got lots of texts coming in this morning. 0427-154-166. Thanks to Morn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. We have one from Matt there at the top there, Bix. Yeah, well, she, I know you mix with AFL players and feel the need to defend them, but if professional tennis, soccer, NFL and NBA players did this, they wouldn't get paid and would probably lose their jobs. If you think this behaviour is part of an athlete's having a life, on top of having 20 weeks a year off, you are essentially admitting that AFL players are semi-professional. That was from Matt. Uh, this is the thing that confuses me, though, because, and I appreciate that from Matt, Keller Mills didn't do anything wrong. He was tackled or involved in a tackle. And the only difference is that if there'd been, we don't know any information apart from what the tackle looked like if they were pretending to do WWE or UFC or whatever. And mm. this is what happened. And from the reports that I heard, it was quite innocuous. So it wasn't a, a really significant fall or hit or whatever it was to make that happen. You look at what happened with Glenn Maxwell, how he broke most of his leg jumping on a trampoline. Mm. I mean, at what point do we say these players aren't allowed to do what normal people do? Do they have to be wrapped up in cotton wool as soon as the season finishes? Do not go out for a drink. If, if one of your mates comes up to you and says... Um, mate, I'm just going to tackle you just for a bit of fun. Do you mm. say, no, I am the, the captain of Sydney and I can't do that in case yeah. my shoulder pops out? And also, if you are, pick a job. Let's say you work in the public service or you work at a council or you work at a bank. If you have a wrestle on the weekend and you get dumped on your shoulder, you, you don't lose your job. Like you're suggesting people are going to lose their job. So that's, that's the one thing I would sort of question there. You don't lose your job. So Callum Mills shouldn't lose his job. And no one's saying he should get sacked. What they're saying is he should be demoted, which I don't agree with. You've then said he has 20 weeks off a year. They don't have 20 weeks off a year as AFL players. They get eight weeks off a year. And the eight weeks, in that eight weeks, the expectation is you are to train through that. So when you come back, you are in premium shape so you can then tackle a preseason. So, uh, and during that eight weeks, there is an expectation that you don't put on any weight, you don't drink too much, you don't eat the wrong foods. Like, <clears throat> it is... It, like AFL football is around looking after yourself it's and doing the right thing. Now, there are times when you can't, you can't predict what is going to happen, but there are so many other disciplines that are in place that you have to adhere to that no other jobs do. So it's, it's difficult to compare. Yeah, and it's circumstantial as well, I think. So if you're using the NBA as an example, um, two players that stand out straight away. So Ja Morant is one of the best young players in the NBA, won't be playing at the start of the season because he was on social media, on Instagram Live, waving weapons around. Yep. Okay, understand that. Miles Bridges, who is one of the best young players in the NBA, um, was out last season for the whole season for alleged domestic violence. They're the things that these these athletes are being stood down for, mm -hmm. which are culturally inappropriate, as opposed to 
having an innocuous injury, which mm. which happened. So we appreciate the text, though, Matt. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. And how would you like to come back from your eight weeks holiday? Imagine this is you and I, and have the have your skin folds tested to see if you've put on any weight or your your fat contents. Tell you what, mate. If I if I came back, not very good for most of us. If I was told that I'd put on weight, that's a celebration for me because I don't know how to do it. (laughs) I guess regularly called a malnourished Bruce Willis. I'll give you some tips. Really? Oh, but you eat heaps of like ice cream and vacuum mouth with the chips and stuff (laughs) at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Yes. Um, yes. Look, we are talking about American sport just then. And speaking of which, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footies. Biggest game worth over $70,000 shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Next, we will talk about Collingwood Brisbane. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 20 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Nick Maxwell joining us very soon. And before that, Tom Jonas. Looking forward to hearing from Jonah after he made his exit from the AFL a couple of weeks ago. Uh, our text line 0427 if you send in your tip for who's going to win the grand final on the weekend, the margin, and also your Norm Smith, you will go straight into the running to win overnight accommodation for two people in a queen, uh, in a king or twin room at uh, the Hotel Grand Chancellor. You can, of course, get involved in their SEN free extras deal. Book direct, uh, book direct for the win. Kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. Lots of people already in the running, big. So just send a text. You go into the draw straight away. Speak Speaking of which, we were just talking about Callum Mills and the discussion whether he should be stripped of the Sydney captaincy as suggested Mm. by Damian Barrett and Matthew Lloyd last night on the text line. Um, We have Will who says, because I'm in the building industry, if I do my shoulder, I don't get paid. Simple as that. I think Will's self-employed. That's a little bit different if you're self-employed as opposed to employed by a big company, like a big organisation. It'll cost Callum Mills potentially in his contract. He would have... Depending on whether he's get guaranteed payments, some players get paid by the match. So if he's paid by the match, he doesn't get paid for those match payments. If he's got most players have bonuses. If you play X amount of games per year, you get more money. If you get awards, you get more money. So he won't. He'll probably rule himself out of some of that. There's another one here that says, uh, "Bix, you're not winning me over here." Talking about having eight weeks holiday, not exactly the the common man, the common touch. Well, when I just said. The eight weeks holiday, you've got to do a heap of work in that. It's a bit like saying school teachers have 13 weeks holiday a year. It sounds good, but there's a fair bit of work that still happens in there. Uh, Matt has responded and said, that's my point. You're comparing you and I to AFL players. Instead, consider comparing these players to Nadal, Ronaldo, Brady and LeBron. Would anyone dare to randomly tackle them? Do they engage in regular drinking or having a life? Well, if you if you go Dennis by Robin, um, want to talk about him? yeah they, they they do have a fair, fairly enjoyable life um, in the off season especially we also were taking your nominations for um, athletes or footballers with occupations as surnames and we had one Jacob Surgeon which is a really good suggestion <laughs> from from Louis there we had a uh, John Ironmonger and this was Paul who said in 1980 I played in an intervarsity match against Murdoch University for whom John Ironmonger was first ruck. I was playing centre-half back, and as I ran onto the ground, I said, J.I., you're an ugly caveman. Five minutes into the game, our ruckman got injured, and I was in the ruck. We won the game by 13, and I have a 13-stitch scar on my now bald head from his elbow, which landed on my head at every throw-in. So <laughs> that's a good result. He was a mountain of a man. He famously played for Fitzroy in that game where Rod Jamison kicked the goal after the siren. He was on the goal line, and 
almost touched it. He was a giant of a man. Uh, another interesting one here uh, from Source who says, G'day, fellas. Been a while. Hope you've been well. Really disappointing to see no recognition from the AFL after the recent passing of Australian football legend Jeff Motley. The Australian Football League has an obligation to the greats who have played the game at the highest level and they failed to honour a legend of Aussie rules. I thought I heard something. Someone put something out from the AFL in regards to Jeff Motley. Maybe it was just someone else. But uh, absolutely right. Jeff Motley's record stands alone. Uh, well, it, it's right up there with the very best. It's, and it's just phenomenal what he did. Six premierships as a player, more as a coach. Medals everywhere, state representation enormous. So it's just he's huge in our game. This is former Power CEO Keith Thomas talking about Jeff Motley and naming the race. We are honouring perhaps one of the greatest playing records of any player ever to have played our game. Uh, and thankfully, played them for Port Adelaide. When I consider some of the things that I've been able to achieve. To have been honoured in this way uh, means an enormous amount to me because it's from Port Adelaide for Port Adelaide and that's where it counts. I was always most proud of the Premiership when we won it in 59 because that was my first year as coach and uh, it created an Australian record of completing for six Premierships in a row. It rates with that but anything else in terms of uh, McGeary medals or whatever else was achieved uh, is a, distant, a far distance from that. It's a really sad time for not just the um, Port Adelaide community, but also the South Australian football community as well, Mark Bickley. We are in Studio Lumo today, powered by Lumo Energy SA, and a massive shout-out to Tyre Power. They've been with us from day one. They're tyre safety experts. This final series, Tom Jonas is not too far away, and we love these texts coming in too. 0427-154-166. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! We are all over the AFL finals here at SENSA, Exerbia, South Australia's premier outdoor retailer. Are you right? Excuse me, I had a sneeze. We are on the radio. Well, what would you like me to do? Just, just hold it. Choose not to, I can't choose not to sneeze. When it comes, it comes. Okay, uh, we're going to go to the news and then come back with Tom Jonas. The five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Morn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 26 minutes to 8. SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Bix, we are being flooded with text messages. Uh, we'll get to them in a moment. Also, shortly, we're going to catch up with former Port Adelaide skipper Tom Jonas. Panasonic Comfort Cloud set your air conditioning from your phone. Uh, you did asked the question earlier to Will as we were talking about Callum Mills and the call to remove the captaincy from him after his incident. Let's have a listen once again to Matty Lloyd and Damien Barrett last night. You can cop football injuries that'll put you out for that long, but it's hard to remember something so serious from something so stupid from a captain of a footy club. From being a captain of a footy club, he's going to turn 27 next year, Ed. I, I, I can't believe it. I can only imagine John Longmire's reaction to it. That He's got a player who got through a season of home and away footy on the first social occasion 
once it's concluded, he's now put himself out of the action, quite possibly for a massive chunk of the very next season. I, I look, I think it questions or brings into question his, his captaincy. We said, Damien, pull your socks up a little bit because mm. we were discussing of what then determines when the captaincy should be removed. If he's playing in the backyard on uh, Boxing Day, having a bit of a Boxing Day test in the but, backyard but I, and falls over. I, I think what... If, if I was there, say I was having a beer at the pub and the Sydney players came in and they were having a beer and they were having a bit of fun and two guys started shaking, there's a bit of a wrestle. You'd look at that and you'd say, you know, you'd, you'd scoff at it, but you wouldn't say, Whoa, what are you doing? You, don't do that. Well, you've been to enough Mad Mondays that you would know that when you go to a Mad mm. Monday, when you were playing for the Crows, there were teammates you'd look out for because they'd probably have a few drinks mm. and try to wrestle their teammates, yeah, right? I get people who have differing opinions. And, and Will has made some really good points. And I, I mentioned that Will's probably self-employed. He just texts back and says, that's correct, because I'm self-employed. That's why I don't partake in some of the pastimes I used to enjoy, downhill mountain biking, wakeboarding, etc. I can't afford to miss work. But you just said it there, Will, and thank you for continuing the, sort of the back and forth. It's, it's a really good debate. You said you don't do the things you used to do. So I'm guessing you, you're probably, I don't know, mid-30s most likely and, and, you know, really getting into your business and, you know, making some, you know, really inroads into where you want to get to in life. But when you're in your mid-20s, you are surfing and wakeboarding and mountain bike riding, but you're still working. You're probably an apprentice at the time or you're working for a bigger company. You weren't self-employed. And, and that's the point. These guys get drafted at 18. So what are we saying? That they can't ever ride a mountain bike. They can't ever surf. They can't wakeboard. They can't, they can't do anything, anything that's got any risk involved. And like, I, I just feel like I've had a hundred wrestles, but never separated my rotator cuff from my shoulder. It's a freak injury. But I've also done other things where I've, you know, hit myself on the thumb with a hammer. You know, I mm. could have broken my thumb and missed the game. So what? I'm not allowed to pick up a hammer now. You know, like it's it's just there are things that just happen, and you can't foresee them. And I know there's risky things. You know, and I'm I'm sort of half and half with Ollie Wines doing wakeboarding and that. You know, in January before just before the season starts, but in October and September, in your downtime, you, you've got to be able to do a few things. Well, you know someone who can wakeboard or wrestle or have as many hay diddle wines or <laughs> bintangs in Bali as much as they like now is former Port Adelaide skipper Tom Jonas, who joins us this morning. Jonah, good morning to you. Congratulations on an outstanding career, mate. You've had a bit of time to reflect now and um, relax a little bit. What have you been up to? Yeah, good morning, man. Um, thank you, first off. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind since the season finished. Just kind of trying to make the most of the last sort of week or two um, with my teammates. So, like you said, a couple of bin teams in Bali and over to the Brownlow and Grand Final this weekend and then probably um, settled into a little bit of reality and normality after that. Are you going to do the uh, the parade before the game? Yeah, I am. I've, um, had the, I've had Mitch Robinson's video of him doing it last year up on repeat. You actually featured a couple of times, Dix. Exactly. Um, <laughs> bailed, bailed me up in the... Uh, there's a function called the Rider Room where all those all players like yourself will get an opportunity to go enjoy that with a lot of the other ex-AFL players. And he was good fun. He's he's actually... Uh, he's one of my son's favourite TikTokers. So I was really just talking to him because my son was going to be wrapped that I was talking to him more so than anything. He's, he's a great man. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, he's a good man. And yeah, we're just trying to condition the kids because Matilda can get a bit anxious and stuff like that. So mm. getting her ready for the ride on the Hilux. But when you, you know, now's probably the time where you can sit back and reflect. It's been an unbelievable journey when you think about started on the rookie list. Uh, you know, you, we've, we've joked about your debut with Tom Butcher. You hold the record for the, uh, the largest defeat by a player in their debut. You lost by... Something like 165 points. Can you could you imagine that it was going to go so far forward from there? No, I mean, I, I, like I've said a couple of times, if I got a game out for Norwood, I would have been happy. And um, 13 years later, I'm standing here, and um, there's been a you know a lot of ups and downs and um, great opportunities along the way. I think you know if I hadn't potentially got drafted to Port, it would have turned out the same. Um, yeah, I was, I was talking about that debut last night. It's it's almost the worst of the worst, but also it could only go up from there. And um, it's probably a great opportunity. It got me in the side, and um, onwards we went. So yeah, it's been a it's been an incredible journey. Couldn't be more grateful for it. Um, I've learnt a lot from it, and um, now it's on to the next chapter and what that might hold. Back to the bottom of the pile and work my way back up again. When uh, you have a career as long as you have, there's always been influences along the way. Who are some of the people that? you took the most from, whether that be coaches, whether that be players that you observed? Who, who were some of the people that you got a lot out of? Yeah, I probably like certain people to different degrees, but um, Dad was always a really strong one in terms of the way he carries himself and um, a couple of footy lessons from a young age. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nathan Bassett's always been instrumental in my career, firstly at Norwood. And then um, we linked up again when we got to, he came back to Port. Um, Kenny is obviously like a father figure who had him for such a long time to be able to work with him and then a couple of people externally that I've sort of just bounced off a bit later in my career so uh, when I'm sort of thinking about the transition and what that might hold. Jonah, there's been a lot of noise externally from people that aren't involved in the football club. Um, This is the first time we've heard from a a player, whether it's um, current or past player. I wanted to know what the feeling's like amongst the playing group. I've seen a couple of players already getting back into fitness straight away like Jace Burgoyne. We saw Mitch Georgiatis running again. So is there a burning feeling in these boys that yes, they need to recover but there's something special building at Alberton and they've got some unfinished business moving into 24? Yeah, naturally there's going to be disappointment when you have a strong regular season but um, don't capitalise on the finals and then um, that forces you to reflect on areas you can do better and for um, some individuals it, it means starting straight away. Some people might need a little bit of an extended break because it, it's a long year now. So, I mean, we talked about not getting to where we want but at the same time we got a huge amount of games through a new midfield, not to mention um, you know other young players around the ground. Uh, we got some great leadership development with me being out um, so some of those younger boys really stepped up both in training around the club and obviously on game day like you, you know the ones I'm talking about and they've all figured pretty strongly in the um, the Brownlow and you know other such um, awards so I mean the, the club's in a really good spot it's going to be um, I'm back to the well making sure that we set a great uh, base to do it all again next year because it's, it's really tough to give yourself that opportunity and this year we, we blew it but um, just getting there is a good start. Mm. Yeah, Brisbane are a prime example. Fourth prelim, finally making it through to the grand final. Uh, you mentioned this year and you know, not playing as much as you would have liked. There was a lot of... Uh, you didn't get the continuity for a number of reasons, injury and then suspension. How tough was it? And, you know, was it one of the more challenging years in your career, the, the final one? Yeah, it was... Um, 
it was pretty tough. I probably haven't let on quite as much as um, I could have about how tough it was, but that's because I feel like everyone else has got their their own problems. So, mm. I mean, I've, I shared it with, you know, the people close to me and got some support in that way. But, yeah, in terms of footy-wise, it's probably as hard, hard as I've had. And um, I just knew that by sticking at it and getting through it, I'd be better for it. So, yeah, there was there was a, a lot of um, things that challenged me this year, but that was also made the, the highs a lot better. So, you know, when I, I did come in and I, I kicked a goal, for example, against North, <laughs> it was a really nice moment and I had opportunities to have the, my, my family around the club a little bit more and um, to say farewell the right way. So that was really nice. Tommy, we'll let you go in a moment because if your little ones like my little ones, the the happy noises in the background will turn to aggressive screaming in a moment <laughs> and we all know what that's like. Um, what's happening in the future? Have you had time to think about it? Because I wanted to tell you about this stalwart, which um, Hey Diddle have released. And Tommy's not going to talk about it because it's all about him. But the stalwart is limited edition Hey Diddle wines, which is part of um, Tommy's business alongside uh, Brad Ebert. Um, it's incredible. So please go and get that. Buy two so you can keep one for yourself and drink the other one, which you can do responsibly whenever you like. Now, Tom Jonas, what's the future hold for you? <laughs> yeah, I've really let Ebo push that one. It's, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but I can tell you it is a very good bottle of wine, um, let alone, um, well, you know, even with my face on it. So that probably brings the value down a little bit, but get you to get some in here. I've been drinking the clean skin. Um, but nah, it's going to be just a bit of a mixture. Suck it and see a little bit. I'm, I'm reluctant to jump at the very first thing I've obviously had a long time in footy and haven't had um, a whole lot of time to actually work out what I was going to do since since I left school because I've basically been in you know a, a school sort of setting for the last 13 years I still feel like I'm a young fella so just um, trying a few little different things I'd love to stay involved in footy in some capacity um, but also just get out there and hear a few new ideas and challenge myself and get uncomfortable a little bit so um, yeah, maybe doing some work with another sporting organisation down the winery. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, making it up as I go. Bix, did you know that there's only 421 bottles produced of this wine? Tell me why 4, 2 and 1 are significant numbers for Tom Jonas, Mark Bickley. This will four, test you. 4, 2 and 1, 421. So put the 42 then and the, the other oh, one. Yeah, well, that's because they're the two numbers he wore. Well, there you go, Mark Bickley. Well done. You've, you've got, you don't win <laughs> a bottle. It didn't come down in the last shower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would be surprised Take here. a deep breath there. I was on the, on the sort of on the griller. But, uh, Tom... Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations uh, on the year. And so when I say the year, the reason I mention that is because the humility, the selflessness that you showed during a really challenging year that you just spoke about then, it was, uh, was, was I think it was for, for people that have sort of been through something similar, we just admired the way you handled that whilst the team was going really well. But more importantly, the whole career, the, your, your body of work is outstanding. And uh, yeah, good luck with whatever you go uh, for next. Uh, thank you, man. And I, even to the two of you, I appreciate the support along the journey. It's in times like this that you really, you know, are thankful for the support you've got around you. And yeah, so I can't thank yourselves and, you know, the Port Adelaide fans and, um, you know, all the other people that have been involved in my life enough. Uh, Tom, one more. You might regret saying that. Are you a blowout type of operator or will you stay fit? <laughs> I'm honestly just tossing that up right now. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to drop the kids at childcare. I've got time to go for a jog. So I want to make sure this calf's rehabs in case I want to have another kick of the footy at some stage. So I'd probably go for a little trot. Hey, good. And, uh, mate, enjoy grand final. Enjoy the celebrations and the kind words that people continue to say to you because it's certainly earned. Tom, thanks again for your time.
Cheers. See you later. Tom Jonas joining us there. Panasonic Air Conditioning with Nano X Technology. Take a breath of fresh air. And I love what he said. Like, he's so open to say that um, he could have shared how challenging this year was for him, but he held back because he thought, no, 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 there's other people going through some stuff. That's what I talked about. That's that's humility and selflessness and, and being still able to lead when you are not playing great footy yourself. Because that, you know, if leadership's conditional upon me just being you know, in good form and, and feeling good about myself, well, that's no good to anyone because there's times when you're not like that, but you still have to set the example. It is 12 minutes to eight still to come. Nick Maxwell, Premiership skipper from Collingwood, will join us. And also our Brecky Brownlow, thanks to Brighton Trophy Centre, Brighton Road. There's so many nominations this week. Even today we had some. I liked when um, you called John Butcher Tom Butcher in that interview. That Did was really, really good. Yep. Uh, Tom Jonas, John Butcher. Tom Jones. It's not unusual. <laughs> John Jonas. <laughs> Nick Jonas. The Jonas Brothers. Yeah, exactly. How are your okay. brothers going? We <laughs> should have asked that. How are your brothers going? <laughs> that would have gone down really well. Uh, good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Seven minutes to eight. SEN SA Breakfast. Nick Maxwell not too far away. Our text line is 0427154166. We are looking for your grand final tip, uh, including the margin that the winner's going to win by and your Norm Smith medal tip. Uh, if you are closest or get it spot on, you will get overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room at Hotel Grand Chancellor. Kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. Thank you to the whole team there. They've been looking after us for a very long time. So we appreciate that, Bix. Before we head into the 8 o'clock news and chat with Nick Maxwell, let's talk about the grand final. We'll start off with Lockie Neal, who's involved again in another GF was fortunate enough to be a part of this week um, back in 2013. I took it for granted. I think you think you're going to get back there the next year or two years later and you think throughout your career you'll probably get four or five cracks at it. And um, as we now know, it's taken 10 years to get another opportunity um, for the last game um, in September. And, um, yeah, for me, I'm just trying to enjoy the whole week, embrace um, all the fanfare and everything that comes with it. Can't wait for the the parade to get down to Melbourne and um, feel the buzz of the city and, and then get out there on Saturday and give it a crack. Bix, I know it's comical now, but mm. Lockie Neal was the sub in that grand final that he played in 2013. Yeah. If you think a two-time, almost three-time Brownlow medalist was the sub 10 years ago. But he's exactly right. I remember having the same feeling when we lost the prelim. Seven goals up, lose the prelim. This is in 93 and thinking, oh, that's all right. We're not going to lose anyone. We'll get, we'll get a bit better and it'll just happen. And... Four years went past with it, like like blinking and uh, no finals appearances until we got to 97 and you get another opportunity. And, and even blokes like Pendlebury and Steel Sidebottom, if Collingwood are successful, they will go down as the two players with the largest gap between their first and their second premierships. 13 years. Yeah. So they both played in 2010 and, of course, now it's 2023. So... Um, you just never know when those opportunities are going to come. Jonathan Brown is another great example. Played in three premierships. I reckon it was around 50 games he'd played, three premierships. He then played for another 11 seasons after that and played in one final Mm. in 11 seasons. So it is just phenomenal how these things can happen. Simon Goodwin played in a premiership in his 10th game um, and his, whatever, 34th. And then, yeah, went... 
the rest of his career without uh, winning another one. Craig McRae confirmed yesterday that former Power and Adelaide player Billy Frampton's going to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable to, to say to the footy world that uh, Billy Frampton will play. Wow. wow. And um, wow. gets an opportunity to come in. And, yeah, I told him yesterday afternoon. And, oh. um, yeah, we, we, we're excited for what Bill can do for us. He can play forward for us um, when need be. And he can go down back and play on, you know, you know the locks of Danaher and others. And, yeah. Um, and he can play second ruck, so he gets good flexibility in, in, in the team. So um, exciting for the young lad. Talk us through the game, Bix. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, actually. Um, I was just looking at some of Collingwood's scores in the last two finals that they've played in. And in the, the first final they played in was against Melbourne. They kicked nine goals four, which was 60 points. Um, and then the last final they played in was against Greater Western Sydney. They kicked... Eight goals, 10, which is 58. 60 and 58 points. Their forward line's not really flying at the moment. Uh, Jamie Elliott's not quite in the form that he's been in, you know, earlier in the middle of the season. Uh, Majacek has, you know, been battling away, and we know that that's exactly what he is. He's a battler, uh, but hasn't been in sparkling form. The guy who's not going to play is Dan McStay. He's probably been their most consistent forward. He's kicked a couple of goals in, in both those games. He's not going to be there. So Billy Frampton comes in. Heard Craig McRae talk about, you know, can play forward. There's, you know, we had a, one of our listeners who was right on the money earlier in the week said that he would come in and maybe play a defensive role on Harris Andrews. So, so once again, if you, if they've got a big forward, who's there to play a defensive role, it's unlikely that he's going to, you know, really impact the scoreboard again. So, I just wonder, and and when I flip that around and look at the forwards of the Brisbane team, Danaher, Cameron, McCarthy, Rayner, uh, Zach Bailey's kicked 29 goals this year. They seem to have options. Hipwood. Hipwood, yeah. They seem to have options everywhere. And you look at what uh, the Brisbane Lions have done in their finals. They kicked 123 points against Port Adelaide. Uh, And on the weekend, they kicked 79 points. So... You know, they've got a combined score of you know, over 200 points, whereas Collingwood have got a combined score of, of 120, just under. So I just feel like if they get their share through the middle of the ground, Brisbane, they have the potential to actually kick a winning score. And Collingwood, on the flip side, they've used their defence to sort of lock down the games and be able to do enough defensively to stop the opposition teams, even though they've only kicked 60 points each time. I'm just... I'm just not sure that 60 points is going to be enough against Brisbane. So somebody has got to stand up and and maybe kick three or four for them to get to, you know, 80 to 90 points to be able to win this game. Think about the firepower as well. I mean, they've they've almost got Jack Gunston available for selection as well. The Brisbane Lions, which is remarkable. This is Jack Payne speaking of Jack's talking about his fitness race. Today was a massive tick with how I uh, progressed with training. So, um, yeah, rehab it this afternoon and tomorrow on a day off and then hopefully build there um, come Thursday. After we talk to Nick Maxwell, um, we'll get your tip for the game, Bix, but uh, we also will play for you Will Schofield, former Eagle, who was talking about Jeremy McGovern and whether you're taking unfit players or take the mm. risks into grand finals. Uh, we are going to head to the news. So Just, just quickly, though, midfield's going to be huge. Uh, both Cox and McInerney are really good players. I thought Cox was really important last week in the ruck, started in the ruck and did a really good job against uh, Briggs. Dugowie, Mitchell, Dacos versus Dunkley, Neal and McCluggage. Right there. If someone, if one of those players lights up and, and gets on top, you know, Dugowie did it last week. We've seen, we know what Neal's capable of. McCluggage has had two good finals. Dacos will be better for the run last week. It, it'll be which one of those groups can get on top 
provide some supply, you know, and get the ball in their half. That's going to be as much of the game as as anything else. Send in your tips, 0427-154-166. Your Norm Smith medalist margin, and you will go straight into the running to win a night at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Nick Maxwell, Collingwood Premiership skipper next. Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Been a massive show today. Uh, very soon, we are going to head into our Brecky Brownlow. Thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. I'm going to go see them tomorrow, Mark Bickley. So, say good day to them for you. Yeah, good on you. Thank you for doing that. Just a couple of text <laughs> messages. Uh, we've been asking all morning who's going to win and who's going to uh, win the Norman Smith medal in tomorrow's big game. Oh, sorry, Saturday's big game. Uh, Justin says, Brisbane by 19 points. Hugh McCluggage for the Norman Smith medal. Uh, and this one is Brisbane by 11 points. Cam Rayner to win the Norman Smith medal. Keep those text messages coming in. The number, of course, is 0427 154 Bix, as we are only a couple of sleeps until the 2023 AFL Grand Final, we've had a brilliant week speaking to some past players who not only are premiership players themselves, but also have family members playing in them. Yesterday, it was Luke Ball and Adrian Fletcher. Today, we are lucky enough to be speaking to a man not only who held up the premiership cup for Collingwood in 2010, but I believe single-handedly put an end to drawn grand finals happening the following <laughs> week due to his post-game interview saying, this is an absolute joke. We say good morning to Nick Maxwell. Uh, thanks for joining us, Nick. What a great time for the Collingwood Football Club. Uh, thanks for having me, boys. And yeah, still uh, it's a bit cringeworthy when you look back at that, but uh, I guess you got the full emotion of a what, 30 seconds post-game and uh, yeah, obviously feeling like I let everyone down, but at the same time, um, obviously things worked out all right for us in the end. And you know what? I was right. They changed it. No, absolutely. <laughs> and we think it's a really good thing because uh, there, there's been discussion, Nick, even over the, the past couple of weeks about um, some of the, the broadcasters letting the players actually have those emotional moments before running up for a post-game interview because it is such an emotional time, whether there's a win or a loss or a draw in a grand final. Um, the Pies are in another one. What sort of emotions does it bring back for you? Oh, well, obviously, everyone wants to talk to me again, which is a good start. <laughs> um, Top of the list, mate. <laughs> yeah, correct. But um, oh, look, I think that uh, for me, I mean, as good as it was and uh, as amazing experience it was to be able to share with your teammates and, and all the staff, I think they get left behind a bit, the staff and all the, all the coaches and the analysts and the medical and everyone who's involved in it. They do so much work behind the scenes to give the players the, the best chance to succeed that um, it's great to be able to remember what they did as well. So we're lucky enough where we, we organise a catch-up every year. So once a year, uh, no matter if a lot of guys you don't see for the whole year, others you see often. So it's good to get together and, and have those catch-ups. And um, I think probably the other thing for mine was, I was lucky enough probably a month after um, we, we won it, was to to a country of Victoria with a cup and go to all the, all the little towns and to experience what it meant to people there and to have... 80 and 90 year old men bawling their eyes out saying, I'm, I can die happy now. I saw another one. Um, those type of things just, you don't expect that. You just go out and play football and you don't really think about, um, I guess, the, the flow and effect it has. So to see how happy it makes all the fans and how everyone's buzzing, that sort of brings back a lot of great memories. Yeah, look, that is such a, a poignant point because we did something similar. We jumped in a little eight seater plane and flew all around. You know, South Australia to Sejuna to everywhere, all these little places. And, and you're right, taking it out to people who, you know, never thought they'd get the opportunity to touch it or lift it or have their photo taken with it. It was just a, a pretty pretty special moment. I'm interested as well, like, we're not just going back and looking, 
you know, the, the premiership is often the culmination of a lot of hard work. So, you know, you played in finals in 06, then in 07, you won a couple of finals and got to the prelim. Then it was the semi in 08. Then it was 09. It was heartbreak again. You get to the prelim and, and lose that. So it's often the culmination of four, five, six years of work to actually get you to that moment to be able to enjoy that success. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. And it's also, I think, that the disappointment of missing out. And um, I, I made sure that I watched those grand finals uh, every time because um, I wanted to actually see, uh, I guess, build up the emotion in how jealous I was and mm. how much it meant to the people there and how much I wanted to be in, in their shoes. So it's certainly something that drove me, uh, a couple of those prelim final losses and, and also gave me the experience. And Probably the biggest heartbreak. Uh, obviously, there's there's heartbreak for uh, for a couple of guys who obviously want to Collingwood still have to go on and, and win a game of football. But for both teams, there's players that have missed out, and, and we've mm. heard about Taylor Adams last night going to miss out, and, um, and and those guys who are missing out, it's it's tough for them. But at the same time, like you said, I feel also for guys like Nathan Buckley and James Clement and Scotty mm. Burns and Mercurio and Rocker and. Um, and all these guys who, who helped guide us through those years and taught us um, so much and mentored us, um, they didn't get to play in 2010, along with uh, a lot of guys who, who missed out, um, like Tay and, and some of his teammates this year, and guys like Presty and O'Brien and Fraser and Lockyer and all these guys that are real heart and soul players. So there's always those heartbreak stories, and uh, and you just got to, I guess, look back and be appreciative of the people that, um, help set us up and give us the best opportunity to be good when we were. Mm. What does what does leadership mean to you, uh, Nick? You've spent a fair bit of time not just in the AFL system, but but outside of that too, mentoring some NRL players and in the BBL setup. Uh, we kind of feel that leadership now isn't just about the person that um, is the captain of the side. Everyone needs to have leadership qualities. So, what have you noticed about the evolution of leadership? Yeah, it's certainly more of a um, a team type. Uh, set up in terms of your team leadership. So, um, and, and even for me, uh, back going back 13 years now, when when we won the premiership, was uh, I was just as reliant on all those guys around me. Um, and, and a lot of people will, and, and they'll hate me saying this, but the Rat Pack they uh, they've got a reputation to uphold. But at the same time, they led in a lot of different ways for us as well, where they um, they led on the track with how hard they trained and and what they what they expected game day. Um, so there's a lot of different sort of layers to it. And I think that it takes all types because it's not up to one person because it's too big now these days, just mm. that role is, is just having one figurehead. So um, you even see every time calling the defenders come together, it's usually Nathan Murphy that's doing all the talking. Now, he's not in the leadership group, but you've got Darcy Moore and uh, Jeremy Howe right next to him uh, and Maynard as well, who are in the leadership group, but he tends to be the one that talks in that group. So you need to be able to lean on a lot of different people and, Probably the biggest experience that I've had um, around particularly the Melbourne Storm was the emerging leaders coming through, and this is in business or, or anywhere that I've experienced, is that quite often they look at the, the finished product of a leader and they look at, say, a, a Cameron Smith, a Billy Slater, a Cooper Cronk, and they look at that and they think that's unreachable for me mm-hmm. as a 23, 24-year-old on a pathway. But you actually have to bring them back and go, well, it's not, they're the finished product. You're going to end up getting there, but it looks unreachable. But right now, we're just going to focus on these little things at, at, at the next couple of steps. That'll give you a better understanding and more confidence in what leadership is as you grow and you'll forge your own pathway and eventually you will get to that point. Mm, uh, great points. The, the other part that I'm really interested in is the connection piece. You know, you, 
it's it's more pronounced now and people focus a bit more on it. But every great team that you've ever been involved in, <clears throat> you look back and there was always that great connection. And I think that when I look at Collingwood and the, and their sort of resurgence over the last couple of years since Craig McRae's here, that's really consolidated and it looks like a really connected group. Yeah, no doubt at all. And you can see that uh, he certainly, it's a great strength of his. He's been able to see the positives in people and work out um, how to get the best out of them individually and really focus on, on those individual strengths. Um, he doesn't sweat the small stuff. Uh, he, he looks at if there's a mistake made, he doesn't look at a mistake. He looks at like, what's next and, and move on really quickly. So I think that's been something that's held him in really good stead, particularly in those close games where you're not worried about the mistake you've made. As, as we know, because if you make one mistake and you're focused on that, then your whole attention isn't on making sure the next contest doesn't go your favour. So he's certainly been great with that. And as a whole club, bringing people back together and um, you can see how much bringing families in, mm. uh, bringing past players in. So he does a lot of that stuff as well. So Bo McCreary's mum giving the pre-match this week for the granny? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I reckon he'll save this one for himself. There might be a little bit more air for him. So. <laughs> No matter, uh, no matter how good a bloke you are and how much you give to other people, uh, when it comes to grand final day, he's, uh, he's a competitive beast, Craig McRae. So that's probably the one thing that does get overlooked in mm. the good guy stuff and the team stuff. He's someone that cannot stand losing anything. So, uh, and you certainly need that and you want to drive that into your players. And uh, yeah, that's certainly something that they've had, uh, not trying to lose every single contest. You want to win every single contest. And if you don't, you move on because you need to win the next contest. So he's very, uh, he's very competitive. Nick, before we let you go, here in South Australia, we're constantly amazed at the performance and longevity of Travis Boak, and he's rumoured to have agreed to terms with Port Adelaide going into next year. But on Friday night at the MCG, watching Scott Pendlebury again, he's ageless and seems like he could go on forever. Are you blown away by how long he continues to play? Oh, look, to be honest, I'm not. And that's just because he's just so professional in everything he does and the way he goes about it. So... Um, I remember uh, he and Daisy Thomas lived around the corner from me in their first year. They were, um, and I'd send him a text message sort of Tuesday, Wednesday night in the middle of winter, um, going down to the beach for a walk in the water if you're keen. And every single time, Pendles was down there. And then uh, it actually got to a tipping point where I started having kids, and you'd finally put the get the baby down to sleep, and you just sit down on the couch and you want to relax. And I'd get the text message from him, <laughs> see you down at the beach in ten minutes. So. Um, had to had to pull myself off the couch and uh, and get off get the trackers off. So he's just a just a professional the way he goes about it, and um, and he's someone who, as you say, he's amazing to watch. And I think at times we don't appreciate him enough. And and Travis Boak's certainly one of those guys. He's uh, someone I've admired for so long the way that he's gone about it. Uh, he's been such a great leader and such a consistent player for so long. So. Uh, I'm absolutely wrapped if, uh, if that's the case that he's going on for another year. Well, Nick, we appreciate so much. And what's going to be a really busy week for you, I'm sure, uh, giving us some of your time and sharing your thoughts. Uh, yeah, All the best for the weekend. Have an enjoyable day. Thanks for having me, James. Nick Maxwell joining us, Collingwood Premiership skipper from 2010. Bix, as I said, it's not just the AFL. He's had a huge impact. He spent some time at GWS um, in the NRL and the BBL setup. And we spoke about this yesterday. Um, those finals leading into the grand finals for Collingwood, he was instrumental in. He's not one of those players that was going to be in Collingwood's best every week or one of the flashy players or one of the rat packers he suggested, mm. but he was so consistent and did what he needed to do. Well, also he was, to me, watching from afar, he was the guy who sort of maintained the standards. You know, if yeah. someone wasn't, you know, an effort wasn't quite there, 
he was the person who could uh, make sure that was called out and in the right way and, you know, just letting everyone know that's not to the standard that we expect and let's let's lift those standards back up again. And those guys he talked about, you know, Heath Shaw and, and um, you know, the like in defence, they, they had huge demand on each other. I remember at different stages, you know, walking off at half time, they'd be having a really robust sort of discussion. It might even look like an argument and people would say, oh, good, you know, that's, that looks terrible. They're arguing amongst each other. No, they're not. They're trying to sort of sort something mm. out. It's it's high demand. It, there's not a lot of time to be able to discuss these things. So they're trying to get things really clear so they can just get on with it and you know and win the game. And and that's what they were able to do. And Nick Maxwell was a brilliant leader for the the Collingwood Footy Club. And he was our guest on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 20 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Mark Bickley, our text line 0427 154 We are looking for your grand final tip, your Norm Smith medalist, the margin two. And uh, if you are spot on, or close enough, then you might be able to take away our prize today, which is awesome. A, a overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room at Grand Chancellor Adelaide. Kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor. It's on Hindley Street. It's a fantastic place. The accommodation's wonderful. I jumped into the pool, which is heated. You did? You won't need the heated pool today, though. Was there going? You were in that as well? Food is outstanding. The refreshments are all South Australian. So text in very quickly. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy. Centre. Amazing people. The best in SA flat out at the moment because of all of the presentations that are happening right now. It's time for our Brecky Brownlow where we talk about some of the highs, some of the lows yep. and some of the other stuff during the week. Yeah. Did you want to throw in your first nomination well, for I'm, a vote? I'm going to give you one vote because you struggle with a word. Now that's generally my domain. I have some struggles with words at different stages, but I think you were trying to say remuneration. Oh, let's see how I went, okay? Looking at um, how players are remunerated. Oh, no. Remunerated. Remunerated. Yeah, it was close. I think you had all the letters there. They're just in the wrong order, I reckon. Okay, well, if you're going to be um, nominating myself, I want to add that, actually, to the uh, one vote because, first of all, you were talking about the Brisbane Lions this morning, or were you? Lee Matthews has the honour for Brisbane. Now, he coached them from 2001 to 2003, and he's going to be up on the day as should the Bears salute. Oh, should the Bears. Bears. Okay, no problem. That was just the premierships he coached, by the way. He coached for much longer, starting in 98. Then you compared yourself to Luke Ball. I think he's very similar to you, Mark Bickley, in the most respectful way possible. Mm -hmm. He's much more impressive than what I ever was. He's No, but what I'm saying, you you were... um, uh, openly said that you weren't the best player on the team. Well, but Luke was. Luke was. No, I'm talking player. about Nick Maxwell. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Luke. Switch your ears on. Well, I was otherwise engaged. I was trying to be uh, a man and do two or three things at once. Okay, but, then you tried to sing Meatloaf. But I won't do that. That's better than Meatloaf, wasn't it? <laughs> that was actually really good. I surprised myself, but I'm a terrible singer. Uh, we have two votes going to Tom, who called yesterday, asking our advice of how to actually get out of something on the grand final. Morning, boys. I just I just want to get your opinion. Um, if you had a, a wedding this weekend, and it wasn't your friend, but it was your missus' friend, mm. what excuse are you using to get out of it? 
COVID. I don't like your missus' <laughs> friend. <laughs> Break up with the missus. Um, three votes, Mark Bickley. Three votes. I, I, I actually I banged the desk on this one because this is almost my favourite uh, little sound grab we've had so far this year. I demanded that it got the three, and it is, of course, Joe Biden. LLJ, cool, Jay. Uh... <laughs> He's talking about how rapped he was, you know, yeah. with the generational rappers. He was trying to give him a huge compliment, then couldn't get his name out. He struggled with it. Thanks to Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. We're back after this. Five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Mark Bickley, here we are, 28 minutes past are eight. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! It sounded like I just dj then. I had no idea what happened. So <laughs> give us your tip for the grand final, Bix, because we're back on Tuesday, so we'll have a premiere. I think it's going to be Brisbane by four points. Ooh, and your Norm Smith medalist? My Norm Smith medalist is Cam Rayner. Oh, that's not bad from you. I think Collingwood will win. And I think the Norm Smith medalist will be Darcy Moore. Oh. What about Nick Dacos as a consolation for not winning I the I thought Brownlow? this was my suggestion. I'm just saying, wouldn't that be a bit of... Bit of uh, the footy god there. It would, but he's only 20 or whatever, so he's got plenty of time. <laughs> Enjoy the footy. Thanks for sending in your text. Don't forget, Tuesday morning we'll announce the winner of the uh, the night stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. And enjoy your day on SENSA. Don't forget, we are all across the next few days. Bix, enjoy it. I'll catch you Tuesday. We'll do it. See ya.